Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the scripture, and we're in First Timothy right now in the fourth chapter. And if you remember, we've looked at the first five verses, and just real quickly, Paul is warning Timothy and us, so the Holy Spirit is speaking through Paul, and he's warning us about some things. And he's telling us that the Spirit has showed him this, that in the last days, in the latter times, some will fall away from the faith. Remember that? They're going to do so by paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. And these deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons will... Uh, speak by means of hypocritical liars. And these will be uh, men, men and women, who uh, do all sorts of things. Forbid marriage, they advocate abstaining from foods. In other words, they're creating their own little rules, their own regulation. And he warns us and he says, hey, don't have anything to do with this <coughs> because don't you remember that everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude. So let me pick up at verse 6. It says this, In pointing out these things, so Paul's writing to Timothy, and he's saying that, okay, now in pointing out these things right here, I expect you to point these out, I expect you to teach these things, in pointing out these things to the brethren, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus. You know, there's so many things here. And again, verses 6, 7, and uh, 8 are all one sentence, which we may or may not get to. No, I'll take it back. Uh, verse 6 is one sentence, then 7 and 8 is another one. And so listen to this thought here. Quite often, people want to be good servants of Christ. And I'm talking about people who are truly saved, okay? And they think, well, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to. The bottom line is this. We just simply must do what the Lord has called us to do and what he's instructed us to do. And so Paul's saying this to Timothy and pointing out these things and teaching these things to the brethren, you, you will be a good servant of Christ. Then he says this, constantly nourished on the words of the faith and of the sound doctrine which you have been following. So he's encouraging him to know this, that the way to point these things out is to be nourished on the words of faith, which you've been doing, and to adhere to the sound doctrine, which you have been following. In other words, the Word of God. You see this all through First and Second Timothy. Paul keeps bringing Timothy back to that, keeps bringing him back to the importance of the Word, of knowing the Word, of teaching the Word, of living the Word out. So he tells him that. He says, you'll be a good servant. Make sure that you're constantly nourished by faith, the Word of faith, and the sound doctrine. Then verse 7, but have nothing to do with worldly fables fit only for old women. <laughs> Oh, that's a funny line that offends many, right? <laughs> what he's saying is this. Don't get caught up in the worldly fables. It is so easy, folks, to get caught up in things, okay? It's easy to get caught up in things that are good and to get distracted by uh, the good things as we pursue the best. You know, we, people do that all the time. Okay? He says, don't do that. He said, but particularly worldly fables, don't do that. But on the other hand, discipline yourselves for the purpose of godliness. So he's given us another little uh, juxtaposition here. Don't get caught up in all those worldly fables. Don't get caught up in the gossip. Don't get caught up in all the things that's fit for old women. The idea behind that 
is the gossiping old woman who uh, is not strong enough to work anymore and has somebody take care of her and they just sit around and just talk all day about things. He says, don't do that. Okay, don't do that. But discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Now, when we hear that word discipline, there's a lot of things that might cross our minds in different ways. Okay, And, and Paul knew that. The Lord knew that, and he's going to give an example right here. So he says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, verse 8. For bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So I just want us to think of this thought right here, and we'll be done today, okay? He's saying, yeah, you know, where you think about bodily discipline, particularly in that society, in our society, you know, people seek to take care of your body. You should. You should eat well. You should sleep a lot. You should exercise, et cetera. Yeah, no doubt. But that is really of little profit in the longer run, in the greater scheme of things. He says godliness is profitable for all things. Now, think about that. Godliness is profitable for all things. And when he's talking about godliness, he's talking about uh, uh, a piety, okay? In other words, doing what is right, okay? Doing what the Lord has instructed us to do. He said this is good for all things. Not just some things, but all things. Well, why is that? Well, he tells us, if you catch the last part of this verse, this is amazing. Godliness is profitable for all things since it and that's godliness, since godliness holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Godliness holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Exercise in the natural and the physical, whether it's the discipline of the body, discipline of whatever, that's fine. But that's only going to have impact in this life. It will not have impact in the life to come. And he's saying this, that the discipline of godliness will impact the life we have now. It will transform the life we have now. And it will have impact in the life to come. It holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. You ever thought about that? Well, I tell you what, think about this. First Timothy 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Before you recline upon your night bed this evening, go read that and reflect upon that, that the pursuit of godliness, living in godliness, holds promise for the life we have right now and for the one yet to come. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you later.